Hey, I'm Alan McGuire. And I'm Sarah Griffin. And this is Juvenalia, a podcast where we talk to an interesting person about a bit of pop culture that was important to them when they were young. Our guest today is a content person, I guess, at Joe.ie. I guess I am, yeah. And yeah. the creator of Michael Chatley and Michael Singh and all the other Michaels that you love so much on Twitter, Michael Fry. Hello. How's welcome, it going? welcome to the show. <laughs> it's good to be here. I'm excited. I'm yeah, excited. this is going to be a good one. This is a big one. Yes. No pressure. And I was I was so surprised that this hadn't been like nobody had taken this up yet. It's a weird, yeah, it's strange. It's actually. really bizarre. I I thought you guys maybe had like an ideological reason behind that. It's our white whale. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't want to touch it because like everybody talks about it. Like it's one of those things that is done to death and it's like trite as hell. It's on the internet all the time. No one has ever read so. another book. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like loads of people. On yeah, it's like the the only book they read as a kid, and so like they make mm-hmm. like loads of kind of like connections to like modern politics and stuff like that, and try and shoehorn it into Harry Potter, and it's just like no, come on, like yeah. read other things. You know, what I mean, there's so much more out there. You know, so. As you just mentioned, it's Harry Potter is your topic. Yes, it is. Yeah. So yeah. I guess start from when you started with Harry Potter. How old were you? Was it book or film first? Or uh, it was interesting. It so I think Harry Potter. I think the reason I'm I'm picking Harry Potter is because it kind of perfectly spans my childhood. Mm-hmm. In that, uh, when I could read properly for the first time was I was about seven, um, and so I started the books, and I wasn't really kind of his first. Time, it was the longest book I'd ever started, and was kind of like kind of dipped in and out of it. Wasn't really that into it. And then I saw the film uh, yeah. and my dad, uh, we were supposed to go to see, uh, I don't know, Atlantis, remember The Lost Empire? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. We supposed to go see that and then dad somehow got like previews for Harry Potter or whatever and obviously like knew I would love it. And uh, yeah, that's that's when it started. I saw it and I do remember coming out and being like, oh my God, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was I was obsessed with it from then on. I mm-hmm. mean, I had read all the books, audio tapes, you know, we, I was, whenever the book came out, we bought it straight away. Like my neighbor down the road, who's like as nerdy as I am, was like the kid who got the picture in like the Meath Chronicle of being the first kid <laughs> who got within the line or whatever. Yeah. Like we never did the midnight launches, but like I was obsessed with it and I reread them all the time. And mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah. So I mean, it started when I was seven and the films finished when I was 18. So it kind of, okay. it is, it was my childhood. It was, it was just always in the background mm-hmm. and it was something that I was absolutely obsessed with. Were you like the Harry Potter kid in your class? Or I think I I think we all were, if you know oh, what yeah? I mean. It was it was yeah. such a big thing that everybody was. But I I you know I liked to think of myself as like the smartest kid in the class <laughs> at the time. Yeah, uh, and so it was kind of like yeah I I wanted to be the Harry Potter kid. I thought if mm. anybody is getting a letter from Hogwarts, yeah. it is me. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's none of you guys. I fucking love this shit. Like yeah. So so what did you like so much about it? Like what? I don't know. I think it's probably there is that kind of element of like being told you're special mm-hmm. uh, and it's I, w- I was thinking about this it's kind of like it's quite like quite cleverly kind of constructed and like you guys are talking about Matilda on the podcast and it's the first one I listened to of, of Juvenalia and it's this idea that we're all kind of um, latchkey kids or whatever we all like to think no matter how good or bad our childhood was mm-hmm. we always like to think we are kind of an orphan or do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and somebody magical is going to swoop in and give us exactly what we want and mm-hmm. tell us we're special and tell us like We've got magic powers and all this kind of stuff. So that really appealed to me. I like the idea because I wasn't good at like sports or like I was never really like a boy's boy, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like Oh, same. Yeah. So this no. kind of. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. That was horrible. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. It was way bitchier than I did. <laughs> I'm never bitchy. Sorry. Ooh, deep Slytherin move. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sarah Griffin. I know. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> 
Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Looking> snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess it was it was just this kind of because um, it is quite a, it's quite a unisex adventure if you know mm. what I mean. I know the protagonist is male or whatever, but it's it's written by a female author or whatever. It, it's very just it's kind of like. Pokemon or whatever there's, there's a it's two boys and a girl it's Pokemon it literally yeah, is Pokemon it is yeah exactly it just works perfectly in that like everybody is included and it was just kind of one of those things where it was just like I'm just me I'm not uh, a really bad someone who's bad at being a boy or whatever I'd be a really good wizard do you know what I mean that kind of yeah, way yeah. so I don't that's know that's really sweet like the idea that it did Harry Potter redefine masculinity and other academic questions but like that's a really <laughs> good point that you're allowed that there is a boyhood present in Hogwarts that isn't like yeah there's loads of battering people like but there's also uh, the traditional childhood kind of markers of masculinity aren't present in it yeah and you look so, at like Quidditch which is the main sport in it mm. and even though Harry's really into it I would have, wouldn't have really identified with characters who were good at sports in other kind of cartoons and that but it doesn't define him it doesn't and there's girls in the team yeah. you know and the, mm. the women there are equally as powerful as he is if mm. not more so like Hermione's amazing like, mm. you know yeah. I, mean? I, have so a, I have a lot of really as a book child girl I have a lot of very odd feelings about Hermione because I okay. didn't like her or relate right. to her in any capacity Yeah, I was just really fucked off by her <laughs> and uh, I probably would have been fucked off by myself had I met myself mm. as a child but yeah. I find, we'll get into that later but I, I love the idea that it kind of so easy to come in on hard on, on, on Harry Potter about it because of what culture has done to it and what, what it kind of it's become this sort of snake that's eaten its own tail it's mm. this this strange um, cultural phenomenon of itself but that's such a gorgeous way of looking at it that it is um, it's for boys but it's not holding you hostage to any mm. of these boy things that you have to do to be important or special no I, I feel like you can relate to for me, I think I was definitely a Hermione, <laughs> if if you know what I mean. Like, because yeah. I was I was a book person, you know what I mean, and yeah. I was I I was a teacher's pet, and I loved being right and answering questions and all that kind of stuff. So I really mm-hmm. related to her. But then there's like certain things with Ron, mm. like being messy, Humor. eating and stuff, yeah. you know that kind of thing. Harry, I think, is a very kind of bland protagonist in that you can project anything you want onto him. He doesn't really have a personality. That's why, that's mm. why he's a successful protagonist. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In that like... He's a ballast swan. He's a vehicle for the rest of us to discover Hogwarts. Yes. And I think that's how like girls obviously love Harry Potter as well. Mm. And like, that's kind of part of it is that they don't feel like Harry's really not either. If you know what I mean. He's just kind of like this, you know. Yeah. Mm. He's not. That's a really good point. He does become kind of pissier by the end. Like his 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 trauma, if you will, does kind of <laughs> rise to meet him yeah. as it goes on. But I I do think like w- young girls are more likely to read books by with male protagonists than boys are to read books with female protagonists. Mm-hmm. Yes, statistically. But uh, yeah, there is something really neutral and kind of sad about Harry. Like he is he is he is a tale as old as time in his presentation as the orphan who embarks on the adventure. Yeah. But uh, I'm real interested in that now. That like. He lets you be a boy, but without the hassle. Because yeah. even the Quidditch, like <clears throat> being good at Quidditch, isn't a matter of like being a typical jock. It's about like watching and like yeah. being observant and just like swift, just like one movement will do it. It's it's more like chess, but like on a on a brain. very fast bike. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in the, much, yeah. In the, and flying also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's very. It's not like what's your house? What's my house? Uh, when I was a kid, so I. I am a younger brother, so my my older brother when we played PlayStation games, or whatever, would always pick the first character on offer, and I hated that. And I always <laughs> wanted to be 
you know, a Luigi, I want it to be, you know, whatever the secondary option is, mm. like Toad or whatever, if you're playing Mario Kart or like Bowser or something, not Mario, whereas my brother would be Mario. Mm. So Gryffindor, I hated the idea of being in Gryffindor, you know? Mm. So Ravenclaw, I think Real. is what it is, because I like to think I'm really clever. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, so I've, I've, yeah, I've always kind of identified with that. I think I wanted to be in Hufflepuff for a while because like there was nothing about Hufflepuff in the book. Mm. And then... The mysterious stoner house yes. next yes. to the kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> no drama, herbology, work. Yeah. It's like kind of later on I realised actually they're they're kind of shit and I wanted Underwritten. to be... Underwritten. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I like that you can get into the dorm room by just being clever, you know? Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I guess maybe Slytherin as well. You know, mm. I like the whole ambition kind of thing. Maybe not the whole <laughs> racist kind yeah. of <laughs> bigotry kind of stuff. That I didn't really identify with that. But yeah, I don't know. That's that's an interesting one because lots of people want to be Gryffindor. I don't want to be Gryffindor. No. I don't want to be like... I kind of just want to go to Beaubatons with all the hot French girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, actually, fuck this. I did Pottermore and I was like, get me out of this jock Gryffindor house. Pfft, no way. Hufflepuff, fuck you. <laughs> Hufflepuff gets into no trouble. No one says anything to them. No one says anything about them. They're just there mm. eating and being nice. And I was like, actually, <laughs> here's the tea. If we get to decide where we go, I can go to France and wear a cool uniform. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Alan? I'm definitely Hufflepuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Stay I'm one of nature's Hufflepuffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I probably would might have been a Ravenclaw in like primary school, mm. but then once things actually got hard, I was like, no, I'm actually Hufflepuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very not. much about minimum effort. I'm like book yeah. or coloring book. Mm. <laughs> Which one would I prefer? <laughs> I think. It's oh, but like book. in primary school, I was a, I was insufferable. I think like, I didn't have friends, and I kind of realize why now. But, same, yeah, I'm exactly yeah. the same. We were only talking in the last episode about forgiving your childhood self for being yeah, bollocks, but like, right? <laughs> None of us knew better. I remember in like third and fourth class, if you were finished your work, you were like, go up and get a book and come back. <laughs> and I used to make sure everybody saw me get up and out of that desk. I am finished her. I'm oh, the first I finished. That as well. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. And I'd sit there at lunchtime and read books sometimes. Or like, I would make sure the teacher saw me being clever. You know, that kind of I thing. had that yeah. physically knocked out of me on the playground so hard that by sixth class I had stopped doing it. Mm. But I went to a ter- terrifying primary school, okay. but was a big book child. But by the end of it, I was like, let's not do this in front of anybody ever because it's <laughs> literally dangerous to do so. Yeah. So that's probably where my my uh, my grumpiness of people like Hermione come from because yeah. I'm like, oh, they just let you do that, do they? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> cool. How's that fair? <laughs> I'm sure you enjoy your books. Bag. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was definitely curly hair, crooked ass teeth. Like I was yeah. on paper a full Hermione Granger, but mm. like actually the real truth is being Hermione Granger is it's lame, man. People weren't mm. nice to nerdy kids in the nineties. Mm. They just weren't. They weren't nice to her in the film either, you know. It's like they weren't, yeah. But she's a <laughs> no she wonder she magic, hasn't got any magic her into hot halfway through it. You know what I yeah, mean? It's like, yeah. yeah, cast a teeth straight and a spell on me, man. Give me a fucking you know, like <laughs> go to an orthodontist in your teens and like that would be nine years of extensive surgery and jaw breaking and Hermione just gets like a ping on the mouth and she's grand. Whatever I put it, <laughs> but yeah, the it's I, remarkably cruel of her parents to make her continue on with her braces as well when she is literally a fucking witch. Yeah, you know and they mean? could just it's she like, could just fix them. We could save you so much money. We don't have to do surgery in your fucking mouth if you just go and fix this yourself, Hermione. You know what I mean? Like poor little dote. God, her journey was one where she became hot. Well done, well done, well done, J.K. Rowling. Cool, nice job, babes. Um, but I think that the house system is so interesting because like, I don't know, I've gotten into so many ugly uh, conversations with people about horoscopes in the last few years. They mm. dare not bring them up. Uh, but I do think that they're kind of a contemporary and secular catch all. Not that, not that horoscopes aren't secular. They are. But mm. like they're a, 
a less uh, controversial uh, way of categorizing who we mm. are and where our mm. lights like the alignment chart in D and D. It's like, well, what kind of, what is the like the person you see of yourself? You know, like mm. in the world, like I would like to believe that I am a Hufflepuff. I'm probably too argumentative. I'm probably a fucking Gryffindor causing loads of fucking drama for everybody. Do you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. probably the house that we think we are versus the house that we mm. actually are, you know? And that idea of splitting people into these, the the, the jocks, the Nazis, <laughs> the ticks and the book nerds. Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous, <laughs> Like Carl Kinsel's tweet. tweet. Yeah. I was just going to say. Misc. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Down with the misc. It's all good. Yeah, I think the, the important thing to remember is never trust anybody who wants to be Slytherin. Oh yeah, mm, it's like, yeah. Mm, you're so edgy, welcome to my twisted mind. Yeah, <laughs> where's your Joker t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harley Quinn, hold your horses. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I feel you. And I, I do know lots of women, especially who lean more towards Southern in a way that's like, actually kind of bomb, where you're, you're it's a reckless, I'm like, oh my God, every time I catch myself talking like this, I'm like, you're one of them now. It's like a reclamation <laughs> of the evil side of the story. But Harry Potter has grown out of just being a series of books and films in that way, where it's mm. kind of reverberated through culture to an extent that no other series of books has. I was listening to a podcast a while ago where it was like, it's an event horizon mm. on literature. It's the Star Wars of books. Mm. It will not happen again. It happened once. It's it, there is culturally it, 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 it's a it's a tide mark. You yeah, know? it's beyond yeah, yeah, yeah. beyond the books. Do you revisit them often? Um, I don't so much anymore. I used to reread them a lot. Mm. Um, I have this thing where I don't watch or read any new things and just stick with what I'm comfortable with. And Harry Potter was that for me. You mm. know, like, welcome to Juvenilia. Where we do that. <laughs> <a lot. laughs> yeah. So when you, so. you know when you were like growing up with them, mm. how realistic is it as like a way? Because I was I only started reading them. I read the first four when I was doing my leaving cert as like a way to relax. Wow. So my little brother got the box and he's six years younger than me. Perfect. So yeah, I yeah. used to read those after I came home from study. So I was like already 17 mm. when they came out and then I kind of read them from there. But like actually growing up with them, how is it as a, did it help you in any way or was it like, how does J.K. Rowling do growing up? Did she do it well as someone who was like growing with them? Um, no, I don't, I don't think it's real. <laughs> it's obviously not realistic. Well, it's not, yeah. <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? But it, I, yeah. I didn't, I never felt that it was a typical representation of childhood or whatever. I think the mm. only book really that, that deals with that is the sixth book where they all start kind of going out with each other mm. and not a whole lot happens action-wise but they kind of develop as characters and they're kind of teens and stuff. But I mean, I never felt Harry was ever a realistic 11-year-old because like 11-year-olds are fucking stupid. Like there's no <laughs> way you could foil like this evil genius as an 11-year-old. You spend enough so time living stupid. under the stairs, think a lot of plans. You yeah, get a plan I mean, yeah. brain <laughs> grows in the dark, man, under the stairs. Yeah, I, I yeah, because I, I obviously grew up with them. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and they were, I was 18 when they were 18. Yeah. That kind of way. Like, uh, and, and, you know, I was seven when they were 11 and all that kind of stuff. There's lots of it coincided with each other, but... No, I didn't. I didn't think it was a realistic kind of coming of age tale. Yeah. in lots of ways, I really don't. No, but it's a perfect escapist sized pocket for coming of age mm-hmm. because it permits you this, especially if you're not enjoying school in any capacity. Yes, it permits you with a fictitious school. It allows you an internal uh, coming of age that mirrors your own, or like a landscape, a place to go where adults aren't all like. Um, malign mm. where other teenagers aren't all pricks and the ones who are tend to fucking get what's coming to them yes. it, it it gives you a mythology of puberty to place as a backdrop to your own so it's less about relating to uh, for me it was less about relating to the characters and more going I can 
fucking palpably feel Hogwarts. Like yeah. I'm mm. there. Do you know? It's yeah, less about yeah. people and more about the world. Yes, yeah, I completely yeah, the world of it's just incredible actually how fully realized it is mm. and how it all ho- I think it mostly holds together yeah. I would say it, I mean well, every time she retcon something and I'm like log off but um, well you know the, yeah we'll, we'll get into that later we'll probably that later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but the castle and the towns and like portraits and there's like a real sense of history like you're actually walking into something that has existed before the books oh yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and, and like the train is, and stuff just all this fully realized thing, yeah and I haven't I haven't I think I've kind of half watched the films I, yeah I, it just it just doesn't appeal to me but reading the books i um there is i don't know what it is and i do think some of them later on especially as they get longer are a bit kind of wobbly on the writing like bit mm. needs an editor occasionally but um like there is a sense of world that is so fucking rare yeah so rare and the characters are quite archety they're archetypes yeah you know mm-hmm. But they don't have to be anything more than that. Yeah. You know, and which yeah. is why as we become adults and we can have more nuanced conversations about is Snape a good guy or a bad guy and the other chats that people have around it. Mm. Now we've grown out of the, ro- maybe, I don't know, if, like kind of grown out of the romance of the world and are able to look at it critically. And that's where it gets complicated. Mm, that's where yeah. it gets tough, you know, yeah. or like, or irritating or boring or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Where it, it, it's, it, Harry Potter is something else now. Yeah. It's something else. I think when you're talking about kind of growing with it, it did. It got more complicated as my understanding of stuff uh, improved, if you know what I mean. So Mm. the books got longer Mm. and more kind of complex. So there's kind of subplots. There's, you know, the the fourth book, I think, is is really important in that. Like Mm. that was when I had the audio tapes off and I'm obsessed with. If I did do Mastermind, it would be on that (laughs) book. But do you know what I mean? It's it's kind of like we're talking about, you know, the past of Voldemort. We're talking about Death Eaters. We're talking about you know, all this sort of stuff that you're able to understand at 14, whether it is quite simplistic for the first three books. Mm. And then suddenly you're thrown into kind of, you know, the Dark Arts and the Order of the Phoenix and Harry's parents and Sirius Black and all this, these kind of interloping histories and stuff like that. So That's I, where it gets good. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the fourth and fifth book, my favourites, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know the third was my favourite, actually. The third's my favourite. Yeah, I think that's where it starts getting act- like proper dark. Where, mm. where it kind of he kind of has PTSD in the third one. Uh, I went, I I yeah. I read yeah. them all. Well, I, I didn't read them all. I'll get to that. But um, I read largely as they were coming out. Mm. Um, until I think the fifth one. And um, I was in hospital in my early twenties. And I, when I came out of the anesthesia, I was with my mother, and she had brought along. I don't know why she had the cop- a copy of Prisoner of Azkaban. And she read it to me yeah. when I was in hospital. Mm. And I have such a powerful attachment to it as a result of that, mm. that if I was to never reread any of the other Harry Potter books again, I would still reread Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Because it's just, I don't know, and it is fucking yeah. darker. It is yeah. not. I remember in sixth year, like, everybody kind of started reading it. Mm. And we all kind of got to that one at the same time. We were like, this one is good. This is where it's getting dark. This is a yeah. really good one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I find five really interesting because it's the one that kind of lets you sit in the world a bit because not a lot happens for a lot of five. Yeah. So it really, it's really about characters and like this really settling into. Is that, is that where Dobby comes into it? No, Dobby's number two. Uh, Was he? Yeah. Okay. Can we run names, please, so I don't get mixed up? Okay. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, Philosopher's Stone. Excuse, <laughs> excuse <laughs> me, American like, I'm, Twitter. I'm going now, leaving. Pardon, <laughs> American Twitter ruining my life. Uh, Harry Potter and the second book. Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. Uh, yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. Goblet of Fire. 
Goblet of Fire is the third, and Order of the Phoenix is the fifth. Yeah. yeah. And the sixth and seventh, the two I didn't read. The Half big, the big last Half one. Half of Didn't yeah. read those ones. Mm. So, okay, so I got up to Order of the Phoenix. Right. Yeah. Order of the Phoenix, I like it because they're including people like Leona Lovegood, who mm. is from a different house. Mm. They're including Neville. They've got. Yeah, mm. they, the cast grows. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. more people, and, the, you know, they, they fly to the Department of Mysteries or whatever. Uh, all in their brims and there's like loads of them you know what I mean yeah, yeah. there's loads of different kind of you hear about Sirius's family you mm. get you get more kind of like the Order of the Phoenix themselves you know the Weasleys everybody kind of gets involved and the, the universe really expands like the forest you've got like a centaur teaching divination you've forest. got the internal politics of um, the uh, Minister Ministry for Magic and all that mm. kind of stuff and it's uh yeah, I that that it was my favorite film as well. That one because oh, really? I, I think it's it's really right. funny as well. I really enjoyed that particular film, mm. and it's just very well done. So it, that's kind of the first one that takes place mostly outside of the school as well, isn't it? They spend a lot of time in a house. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is interesting, kind of breaks it up a bit. Yeah, it's kind of a new dynamic and setting because they're kind of being left in the dark a lot for that one as well, aren't they? Yeah, and it, yeah. <laughs> it's when Harry is at his most pissy. As yes, well. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. when I, I I didn't like Harry in that book, so it was nice to have the relief of other characters being involved and being cool you know yeah. there's a thing called Dear Reader Wizard People which is my husband's only experience of Harry Potter mm-hmm. which I feel is a perfect way to experience it have you ever, have you ever seen it? no Dear Reader Wizard People no. you specifically are going to fucking love this okay it's a rewrite of the entire um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in a voice that I am not actually going to begin to describe to you the narrative voice of it. Yeah. It's exactly true and it's read over the film. Oh, okay. Beat for beat. Yeah. And it is one of the finest rewrites I've ever seen in my fucking life. Everyone is renamed. So um, Dudley Dursley is called Roast Beefy Weefy. Um, <laughs> Professor Snape is a woman called Snake. <laughs> and Harry from book one is super pissed. So from this, in this version of it, we have yeah. real pissed off, just want to drink a six pack and breeze through finals, <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> and I think what I kind of started to like about it was him getting mad. I, I haven't seen, that's the only mm. way that I've seen the, like, snippets here and there in the background but Dear Reader Wizard People is oh my lord it is it is absolutely one of the fucking funniest things in existence I think he started he did the guy who wrote it did uh, live shows of it right legally had to stop because it's <laughs> to get a bit big and people are like no you're not allowed to do that now but um, Grumpy Harry is something that I think is that's, that's a masculinity thing again as well mm. that you will mm that Harry's had kind of a hard time and would just like to have a six pack and freeze through finals, please. Like he's yeah. he's big mad for a while there. Like Oh yeah. Like, uh, but rightly so. I mean it would be so unreal. I know it's a wizard thing. I know I love the idea of like saying it's unrealistic when it's about fucking wizards. Uh but you know it's it's it would be so unrealistic if he wasn't at all traumatized in any way, mm. considering he has like battled all these people and experienced all this terrible loss and trauma and sadness in his mm. life you know so it's not know. all fucking butterbeers no with the it lads. definitely isn't <laughs> and like I love that that thing at the end of the Order of Phoenix when Voldemort possesses Harry and is like oh shit I don't want this you know? yeah. <laughs> it's, like, I, like, it's just like I here. don't like this you know so yeah it's yeah. a it's a it's got a lot of sneaky feelings even mm. though they're not kind of on top on the top layer of things. I didn't finish it because I hate finishing things. Okay. I yeah, don't like yeah. endings. Uh, I also, um, yeah, I so every so often people are like, oh yeah, this person in Harry Potter died and this happened. And I'm like, no, they didn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> How did you feel about all the deaths in the last one? The deaths, 
indifferent. Nobody important really dies. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fair. You enough. know, can we name anybody? I guess if it's Tonks, Tonks and now. Lupin are like probably the two big ones, I think. Because mm. Tonks is one of my favourite characters and that's somebody who can just change their appearance and is like a total fucking badass. Mm. Which like, uh, and Lupin I think is just generally sound. You know what I mean? He's like the soundest yeah. teacher. He just like really cares about Harry and has this really kind of loving kind of Whereas Sirius is very absent for it, like Lupin's kind of just there for him. You know what yeah. I mean? And for them they're, they're to die. Definitely the two types of uncle. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Sirius like, is the cool uncle who comes back from like London and brings you his fucking motorbike. An Xbox. And, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Whereas Lupin's uncle who's always around like, and has yeah, like a, a euro for you. Shabby and like, so yeah, yeah. here's eat this chocolate I have in my pocket. Like <laughs> weird shit. Yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like really his real form is a Labrador more than a wolf. Yeah. Lupin, yeah. <laughs> oh, I always forget about the Patronuses. I always forget about that, that they all have like... Oh, no, Lupin's a werewolf. Oh, he's a werewolf? He's yeah. a werewolf, Did yeah. I get to that bit? No, Probably. Wow. He's yeah, comes he in in five. Oh, I do, yeah, I do know that he's a sneaky werewolf. Yeah, yes, right, yeah. I do. But the Patronuses thing comes in later on as well, right? Or yeah, it's like three or four as well, isn't it? That's, that would be, I think five is when they all use it, but the third one is where he learns. Yeah, because I've only seen the first four films. I've definitely seen it on film, so yeah. See, this is what I mean. Didn't read to the end. So I'm like, mm. no, what are you talking about? <laughs> I am. Um, I cut off strictly at this point. Mm. But like, I don't know. I, en- I enjoy that closed off, that closed off vibe where I'm like, more happened. Because mm. yeah. I always mm. think they killed a Weasley, you know. They did. They killed and George. Such a cheap move. <laughs> and he's a shit one. You know, he's, he's like, I know Fred and George are like a geo and stuff and it's quite mm. sad, but like, you don't have anything to do with him. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of like, yeah. you're kill, kill you're a twin. Just, you're just, oh, kill off someone who's important somewhere to somebody, you know what I mean? Mm. Rather than someone who's important to Harry. If they killed Molly Weasley or something like that, that would be like a yeah. stake through the fucking heart. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Or if they killed Ginny or like, do you know that kind of thing? Or if they killed George, it's like, okay, I, I forget their, both of their names sometimes. There's still another one of him. Yeah, so there's still, fine. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, kill the spare, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean like the deaths and stuff I don't think any of them were really shocking enough uh, apart from the big uh, Dumbledore dying I suppose um, that happened. apart yeah. from that and then Snape at the very end I think mm. that was like the only time in the, <laughs> the film series where I felt emotional you yeah. know what I mean but the deaths yeah I, I, you know so superficial I didn't care you know mm. But that's also how you kind of you you don't go back. Like mm. the the lore of of Rowling writing those books is almost a, a saga in itself. Mm. And when you're writing books of that length and in a, in a series that has like that series overshadows her. Like I say, mm. I'd say that murdering half the cast was a like, no, we're done here. <laughs> yeah, we're out. We're out. What I would love, what I would, if the only thing that would get me back reading again, I think, would be if they did the Lillian James story. Right, know, okay. Was that they went back to that Hogwarts. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I always found that very interesting. You know, the, the especially the stuff of Professor Slughorn in that he is a character who knew Harry's mother and stuff mm. like that. And we get to know them a little bit better through mm. that. And he's a Slytherin, but he's a good person. Mm. And do you know what I mean? It kind of just made it a bit more kind of complex in that like, not all Slytherins are like all these sneery like asshole children. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like... Weird or, little Aryan children. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not all bigots. It's like there's this guy who's like, yeah, he's well-meaning and he's probably really rich and all that kind of stuff. But like, do you know what I mean? It, it was nice to see like, because he's like head of the house then mm. after that. And it's nice to see that. And then, you know, it's stuff about his, his parents being teenagers, like Snape growing up, like that scene in the, the final book where, you know, you go back in time and like Snape was a, re- like a really poor man or his child and he meets Lily Potter, all that kind of stuff. I love that. I really yeah. did like that. And I'd love to see like, 
like I wouldn't watch another film so I haven't watched the new films mm-hmm. but I would watch a series I'd watch an animated oh. series on it I'd love to see like an anime or something on Harry Potter rather than mm. Tumblr's films. got that for you I'd say <laughs> I, think that, that, that's, I think that's probably been found sure, I'm sure that's there somewhere uh, yeah. the Grindelwald things in, or the what's it called the mysterious boys in the night whatever it was the Beastie Boys yeah, yeah. the Beastie Boys that <laughs> one I did go to that uh, I don't remember why I went to that but I I, I, um, I can't look at CGI properly sometimes I think I'm just like there's too much yeah. on the screen I don't know what's mm. happening there's just a stench of money about them that I don't like this is the crack and there were you some know? interesting moments but like I and again it was nice to hover around that world again mm. to be like oh remember the joy you used to take from this yeah. Um, I don't know who any of these people are yeah. uh, but then it all goes extremely explodey yeah. Do you know that moment where everything is just moving on the screen for ages and that's the completely abstract monster bits. The monsters are two CGI's what I'm trying to say to you. Yeah. The big ones. And yeah. I They should have been like Labyrinth. Everything should be like Labyrinth. Well, yeah. Everything should be like Labyrinth. I thought I was trying to Muppets Pop, involved. Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. Muppets <laughs> solve the problem. Right. Everything should be the Muppets. Everything is the Muppets. I always prefer when things are kind of physically real. You know oh, what I mean? Like yeah. some claymation and stuff. I love mm. that shit. And we're never going back to those CGI, days. CGI, I mean, I hate it. I really do. And it really kind of bothered me about the final movies and that they were so CGI heavy. I know it's kind of you know, you sparks and stuff, kind of wands and stuff. That's fine. Yeah, but big but, scale is you know, and like big scale. You know, the way Voldemort flies and there's smoke coming up behind it's so stupid. Like, do you know what I mean? I, it I dates just, so quickly. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think as folks were making these films, mm. they didn't realize how quickly they were going to look bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's cheaper to do amazing effects with CGI, obviously. That's mm. why Jurassic Park still looks amazing. This is it. I went to see fucking yeah, Baby yeah. Driver and I was like, mm. oh, they're doing all the stunts in a car. Yeah. I can look at this. I don't feel mm-hmm. uh, like nauseous or like off put by this. Yeah. I can like, I, even though it's fast cars, you know, it's like I can look at this because this is a real car and this mm. is real fire. Yeah. Like, this is real instead of just a bunch of pixels. And like I fast, think... Like Fast and Furious where it's like, they're not, they didn't get an actual submarine. They didn't drive on that ice for it just looks for wrong. six weeks it's, to get all those scenes, you know. It does, and I'm, I'm watching yeah. the crimes of Grindel, or well, not not that one, the other one, the first one, the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Um, I was engaged <laughs> until they ruined my eyeballs. They were just yeah. they were just like, here's a bunch of weird shit happening, and I couldn't like believe it or follow it. That's the thing, and you know when they they changed was like the Boggart, I think, in the third one really bothered me because it was so CGI and it was so kind mm. of you know what I mean. I hate that, and the thing that the two extra movies remind me of the Hobbit series that you know the prequel to Lord of the Rings and that is just like a solid gold turd like they're mm-hmm. just you know they're so unrealistic looking they're just they stink of just millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars being poured into something just because they will get millions of dollars back you yeah. know, and that's how they feel to me I haven't seen them so I can't make a judgment but I feel like no I'm done with live action Harry Potter yeah. stuff mm-hmm. you know that what day, I mean that the kind of the day is has set the time is over for yeah, it. My, my yeah, my childhood's over, I suppose. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I did. I became an adult when... It didn't make me an adult, but like... You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like, trying to change me. Uh, no, but it, like when the movie stopped, you know, yeah. and I was just like, no, you know, I think I've had enough. Have you any interest in the play? I, I read the play. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> really embarrassing. I read it all in one night. Uh, I started reading so. it yesterday because no, I actually have a copy of it, but I didn't no. actually read it until now. Yeah. It seems really good and I really want to go see it now. And it's lovely that you can yeah. read something all in one night. Like, yeah. I don't fucking remember the last time. I was I, so excited yeah. by it. Like, even as like, I think I was like 22 when it did, when it came out mm. and came to my house. And it was meant for my little brother who's like eight years younger than me. But I was just like, oh, I'll just take it. And I was like, read it straight away. Like, mm. Do you know what I mean? But, um, but that's still holding that power is gorgeous. Like I love so that. Cool. Yeah, I really yeah. did. Because I remember yeah. getting it and feeling like uh, when my dad had come back from the supermarket and he bought the, the fifth one and mm. I ran straight upstairs. 
You know what I mean? Is yeah, that, yeah. that kind of nostalgia when about it? When do you get And it has like that? them like back on the trains and like mm. chocolate frogs and yeah. And, you keep, and as you're reading, you're like, I wonder how they're going to do that. I wonder how they're going to do that. I wonder how that happens on on stage because the descriptions of like the magic that's happening. Yeah. And like the re, there's like really quick scene changes of like montages of like a year happening in like a couple of minutes. And you're yeah. Like, I want to see. It's how like they... it's getting your imagination like firing again, which CGI ruins. Yeah. It because it's just it, it. it doesn't have to put leave anything to your imagination. Whereas with this, you're like, they, have to, they if you go see this, they will be doing that on a stage in front of you. You know, it's not like. I've been around that area yeah. in London this year and the again for all my grumpiness of reading another book I seeing the teeming teeming crowds outside it mm. like I was staying there for a week and mm. like around that neighbourhood and was walking around it a lot every day people going and to like it's like worshipping at an altar but it's not it's looking for that feeling again that mm. like pre-CGI that before everything was kind of punctured mm. by culture and before rolling whatever is happening with her is happening <laughs> then by proxy to all of us and uh, there is a there's something in that about that and maybe that's nostalgia maybe that's what mm. that is is that desire to return there and to go back and to feel that way again that read a book in a whole night feeling mm. that how the fuck are they going to show me that on a stage mm. like that separation between where we are now and what we think is possible in our heads like that that liminal kind of mm, stuff. yeah yeah and i just don't think it's as common so mm. i like i probably won't read or go to see the play but i mm. think it is bomb that it's giving something back to people who otherwise you know otherwise culture is failing us or failing them or yeah. like they're not mm. finding the stories that they want to well, read i always wonder like if they came out now would they be as popular considering how far technology has advanced you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Magic, like we can do anything now. You know what yeah. I mean? There's no limits. And like, uh, I think Alexa is probably like a really kind of, you're saying something and something happens. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that is magic. Right? And it's also sinister. So we it's can't, we can't sinister. just enjoy it anymore. <laughs> yeah. It can't just be magic box, magic fucking robot pal in the corner yeah. playing me Despacito. Like it's not fun. It's actually like surveillance. So, yes, exactly. You know, so magic isn't, just that anymore yeah but I mean it, for, for kids and stuff it's kind of like well you could just do that with this kind of piece of technology if you know what I mean like mm-hmm. maybe we'll reach a point where Harry Potter being magic and stuff and we think god we three we, do we really think that was so impossible mm-hmm. you know yeah. what I mean like that, that we couldn't do it with technology you know it's like mean? when you so. watch like old Star Trek now and like the, the things like they're they can't conceive of like an iPhone like their computers are still like they hand them reports on a single tablet. Yeah. And that, that tablet just contains one report. They can't conceive of like the cloud. Mm. Like it's still everything's still tied to all these physical objects. Yeah. Which we're like, we're beyond that now, like four centuries ahead of Star Trek. Yeah. You or know? Star Wars episode one, where it's like, you know, when uh, the evil emperor like sends like a weird kind of like hologram thing. And it's like, you look at it now, it's like, real, that's real shit quality Skype. Like, you think about it. Like, I mean, we have like HD shit. We FaceTime. We've seen Tupac on stage and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like, or you look at like, uh, say like, um, Padme Amidala's like home place and she has like pictures that move. If you know what mm. I mean? And like, we can do that now. We have like those frames that are really thin. You can put on walls. Yeah. And hers are just like, essentially little televisions and the really fucking grainy gifs on them and it's mm-hmm. just like yeah we've, we've completely advanced far past which is probably why all that shit dates as well like do you know what I mean yeah and but I think what will save it from dating if anything can because we can't predict like we can't predict technology like I'm, I'm no mm. I'm obsessed with it and afraid of it and all the other good things like I don't it's there it's with us right but um 
I think that what will save those representations of old technology is style. In the same way that like the 70s had like their 70s futurism, right? And like the fucking like Jetsons. Mm -hmm. Like there will become a pastiche and a humor in how we see technology and magic Mm. constructed before it existed. And I think style is what will uh, like save us kind of from going, that looks fucking dumb. Yeah. CGI, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But in terms of ideas. And like maybe Harry Potter will seem quaint in some regards, but the magic at the core of Harry Potter is more biological than technological, which is what is very clever about it and again yeah. Rowling probably wasn't writing it from a cle- I, not to deny that she's clever but when I say clever I mean kind of cute you know mm. wry about it but the magic that we see in Harry Potter is allegorical and it's it's about the body mm. and Hogwarts is like it's it's our, it's timeless mm. you know Harry Potter could have existed with phones for sure as yeah. all great mm. stories could have they just would have had to have been different yeah um, or it can just be like no fucking signal at Hogwarts but um, <laughs> which probably there isn't yeah. stone's too heavy but uh, I think that kids will always want a parallel childhood and a parallel teenhood to their own no matter what mm. their teens mm. are or their childhood is yeah. they will always want an alternate place to retreat to that correlates but doesn't cross over with their own and I genuinely think that Hogwarts will always provide that in a yeah. way that I don't know if there can I don't know I think it would work today Yeah. I think in the media if, if, if there hadn't been a Harry Potter publishing would look different like I, yeah. I write books I deal with publishing all the time uh-huh. and it is nearly shorthand for something Yeah. right and if that hadn't happened we would be living in a very different cultural and media landscape yeah. In terms of fiction and how fiction is sold mm-hmm. and the goals for which the targets that things have to culturally meet mm. in order to be considered a, a success would be really, really different. Mm. Uh, I don't know if kids read read another book. I don't know if people read more or less. I don't know what way children read now. Mm. But I do think that those kinds of stories, if not necessarily the castle and the train and the frogs and the bogart and like... I think those kind of stories will always be necessary, whether yeah. or not they have an Alexa or like fucking making feathers flow with your wand. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, whatever that is, whatever that means. Um, I think that's the kind of story that people always want to not even hear or read. It's one they always want to belong to. And in yes. a way, one mm. we always do belong to. Mm. Yeah, know? I guess the idea is like there's, there's a secret mm. and you can get invited into it if, if you're special and you might be. Yeah. But there is another thing. There's, there's, there's more thing. than this. There's yeah. more than this. There yes. is more than this. Thank like you. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you do it. And like Rowling is a grown up. Do you know what I mean? A millionaire. Yeah. Mm. And like I don't I I try not to look too hard, you know? I try not to look too hard at that whole circus because my five books of Harry Potter and no films except that one that I watched this yeah, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. that Hogwarts the Hogwarts that doesn't end in a war the Hogwarts that doesn't end in like that narrative journey for me is something yeah, it's yeah, important yeah, yeah. it's important enough for me to and I'm fluent in it you know more or less and yeah. um, 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we do with it as time goes on. That's the thing. And I feel like she's kind of like, I know she's done other crime novels and stuff like that. But uh, when Robert Gilbraith, you clever yeah. bunny. I yeah. mean, when you're when you're continually adding stuff that doesn't really add any value. I mean, that the tweet there recently about how all wizards used to shit themselves. I don't know if you saw that recently where it was just like, yeah. and they magicked it away. And it was just like, in what you, like in what other like fictional universe is that important Mm-hmm. at all do you know what I mean like nobody was wondering about that and that is a profoundly stupid way I could to not explain believe it, like. that but also it felt like parody it yeah. felt like mm. fucking drill at Hogwarts I was like yeah, are yeah. you fucking serious mm-hmm. like are we doing this like, yeah it's like that tweet that was like of JK Rowling like spin the wheel and yes, Hagrid later became joined ISIS and became pansexual yeah, yeah. yeah it's like why are we doing this like leave it leave it you know, yeah. but now because of technology, we can't, we don't have to leave it, but like also leave it, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. let it. Well, I like the idea. I think she should maybe leave it alone and allow kind of interpretations of it now. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I like the idea that we we had, there was a black Hermione or whatever. I mean, because yeah. to be fair, like she didn't specify. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like, I like that Dumbledore is canonically gay or yeah. whatever. We didn't, I wish we didn't he would have that. gone harder but like, with so, that. Let someone yeah. else write like a... A Saint Trinian set in the French Hogwarts, you know. Let oh. me yeah. write that book. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Let me write that book. I take everything back, Joanne. <laughs> yeah. Starting a fanfiction.net account right now. But I, I like the idea of like you know, with Game of Thrones, you George R. R. Martin writes the books, mm. but somebody else writes the TV series. I like the idea of somebody else mm-hmm. coming in and getting involved. The expanded and universe. Somewhere. An expanded yeah. universe where she works with other people to kind of be like, you know, yeah, or even like Doctor Who, shit. where like the showrunner runs writes half a series and the rest of the other half of the episodes are given yes. out to other writers. Yeah, it's like I think you're, we still have control of the universe, but you're sharing out fresh perspectives into it yeah, but yeah, the ultimate yeah. shape of the universe is still yours you know yeah I think so. that time is coming A because it smells like money mm. and B because it's like there's huge demand people will read it and enjoy it and take pleasure from it and yeah. like, again that ties into the money that's a fucking I n- never occurred to me that that was that she could em- like employ a fucking school of people to tell the other stories yeah well that's what the play is it's, I don't think she she has a she came with this, this, the, the story but then yeah, but then somebody else. else wrote the play which was really interesting it was cool to see Hogwarts from a, this perspective of characters who were outcasts and you have mm. Harry's son uh, <laughs> like fucking stupid name too <laughs> Albus <laughs> like who calls a child that that's fucking mm. insane uh, but you know this this kind of where he's like expectations about his dad like all that kind of stuff I loved that and I love that they he made friends with the Malfoy boy. Um, didn't really like the Bellatrix to Strange Voldemort crossover daughter thing that happened. I wasn't a fan of that because she was kind of just this all powerful like goddess that they somehow defeat out of nowhere. Mm. Um, but I liked there were extra stories from people in Hogwarts who weren't Harry Potter, you know, yeah. or who weren't tied to the main story in any way. The school is still a magical place, even if all the stuff isn't happening to you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That. That's that's the stories you want to hear. Like that's the well, that, those stories that I'd like to hear. Mm. Like I again, things that would probably call me back. Like would be like, tell me about before. Tell me these other angles because mm, what yeah. is most imp- the, the main character of that series is Hogwarts. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it isn't Harry because Harry's not really anything. Is he? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's a like, costume that you put on as you walk around Hogwarts. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I love I love the scene where Hagrid comes in and he's like. Mm. Did you ever feel strange, or do you ever do something you couldn't explain, or do you feel weird, or that kind mm. of thing? Well, I can explain it all by your wizard, basically your yeah. wizard, Harry, uh, which is excellent. Do you know mm. what I mean? And then she takes him away, and it's like, oh, you know, this kind of non-judgmental 
adult figure comes along and gives you all you want and tells you you've loads of money and here's an owl and here's a wand. Freedom. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's it's kind of something we all had that fancy of when we were kids and that like, oh, you know, maybe I'm adopted and my real parents are going to come along and, you know, they're really rich and it's like, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, that's what Harry Potter is, mm. you know. It's a, uh, it's there. We won't see. Oh, my God. I feel like if I say this, I'm going to get stung. So I'm opening myself up to being stung. Yeah. Probably won't see it's like again. We probably won't in terms of cultural tide. Like yeah, I, I would agree. I think we, we've had, you know, we've Hunger Games, we've other kind of series. We had the one I would really love to see on screen is I don't know if you guys read the Beyond the Deep Woods series. No, no. Uh, it's like the Edge Chronicles. And it is kind of like because I remember the tagline on the book being like for kids who like Harry Potter. And I was like, I fucking love Harry Potter. I'm going to read this. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is this kind of whole Publishing does that. Publishing and... does that like, a, it's like a spell. It's like a magic spell that publishing casts mm. and it can go any way. Yeah. But this is like Harry Potter. <gasps> like, what could yeah. that mean? You know, like that's, that's like a magic spell, like a vote of incredible confidence. Yeah. You know? And I think because it's happened, we can't really conceive another thing that would take its place. Whatever it is, you know? it'll be different, but it won't mm. be that. Do you yeah. find that like the read another book thing I'm going to use this catch-all for internet. Um, <laughs> has that impacted your love of it or pleasure? It has a little bit, if I'm honest. It, it kind of, I don't want to be at a party. And I, I remember someone explaining this as well on Twitter. It was like, he was at a party and had an argument with an adult about how Snape was a, actually a bad person. You know what I mean? Oh, how, you know what I, mean? Yeah. I hate when adults get involved with it because it is for children at mm. the end of the day and it was my childhood so I, I feel it I, I find it really weird when people are obsessed with it in their adulthood do you know mm. what I mean I remember being attacked because I made you know I watch it every year when it's on TV and I made a joke about how Ginny actually looks like Harry's mom, and there's a whole Freudian thing there and this girl <laughs> who runs this person who runs an account obsessed with Ginny Weasley started attacking me stands, stands, I was yeah. just like what is wrong with you do you know Big what I mean like, I hate when it gets so serious that you can't make fun of it or you yeah. can't kind of you know because obviously it comes from a place of love I'm not I'm not tearing it down I'm not saying it's shit it's something I've, I've, I've loved and I was absolutely obsessed with so I find it really bizarre that people who claim to love it can't take a joke you know what I mean yeah. get really fanatical about it I really mm. hate that I was know? at the convention because you need to have like a familiarity with it to be able to make that kind of Oh yeah, yeah. Make, and you know, I, I feel like I love it when people make really specific, like Carl Kinsler's joke, and he, he yeah. makes loads of Harry Potter mm. references and stuff like that. I loved that because it 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 kind of just there were puns and stuff. I did a Harry Potter quiz with work actually recently, and uh, I think it was Omniplex or one of the one of the cinemas, uh, because of the new film, and we had like a quiz, and like it was the best fun. We had team names, and. Uh, Two t- team names were called Serious Crack, right? Mm-hmm. And then we were like, okay, with two Serious Crack, we need, we need one of you to change their name. And someone said, call their team Regular Crack, right? Which is the cleverest <laughs> joke. <laughs> and I was like, I lost my mind. It was amazing, you know? So I, we gave them a prize for that. You know, I was doing up the scores and I was like, I'm going to do an Excelliarmus now, see who oh, won. And it was wow. just, I love that kind of nerdy, like yeah, yeah. we can make jokes about this because we know it so well. Mm. I love that, you know. I think that there's definitely a way to hold that, hold that close and enjoy mm. that without mm. being like, and also fuck you if you're a Slytherin. Do you know what I mean? Without yeah. taking it too, like to being, like, loving it in a way that is not wrecking the buzz for everybody else. Mm. Do you know? Yeah, not being sense? too serious about it. I mean, people get so pissed off about stuff to do with Harry Potter because they feel like you're trying to tear down their universe or something like that. Mm. Like, no. It's exactly like the Star Wars thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. It's, it's, it's uh, entitled consumer culture um, mm. is uh, where it's like, no, this is mine. Yeah, it's all of ours. 
Yeah, so you don't own this. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, it's the biggest book series of all time. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's not special. It can't, yeah. You can't have it. Yeah. I know yeah. it probably felt very special, but I'm reading another fucking book. I don't. I don't <laughs> read another book. I haven't read the last two or seen any of the films. It's still mine. Mm. Yeah, I still loved it's it. Still, yeah, there's still parts of it you love and parts of it you think now when you look back are really stupid. Like I always, for me, the, Her- the Hermione and Ron thing really bothered me, right? Mm. And I think the most telling bit of that is when uh, Emma Watson and Rupert Grint said they to kiss and they said they felt really awkward because they basically grew up together and mm. having to do that. And it was kind of just like, it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. They kind of just manufacture these couples and they get together. Ginny, I think, is terrible, right? I don't like Ginny as a character. I think she was just created so Harry is a love interest. Do you know what I mean? And mm. it's just kind of like, and she's kind of just, you know, okay, she's an all, she's badass or whatever. But herself and Harry are actually the least crack out of the whole lot of the characters. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I, I hated those kind of manufactured romances that made it kind of. You also don't want to stay with the people you met in primary school. No, probably. I mean, I mean, like some people do work, you know, but like they're the only people that any of them have ever known. Yeah, and I like, mean, this this whole thing of Neville and Luna getting together, like. I love that pairing everyone off at the end of them. Stupid, yeah. and I, I like I like that Malfoy had just this woman none of us had ever heard of. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. <laughs> he was just going out with this this woman, and he calls his son Scorpius, which I thought yeah. was <laughs> just really on brand. You know I, mean? I didn't know that. It's, yeah, and that is now my favorite Harry hilarious. Potter fact. Yeah, he's one of the main characters in the play. That yeah. is so. Scorpius. Scorpius. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke that Ron said. You know, here comes little Scorpius. Now. Like yeah. that is that's a put down. <laughs> that is a joke. That's that's a put down. It's like no, yeah. he actually called because he's fucking evil. That's, that's no. Put, I'm going to start using yeah. that as a put down. Here to comes be fucking Scorpius. Scorpius yeah. over here. This is my son Shylock. You know, like, <laughs> ridiculous names. Like you know, that's wild. And I, I hated the ending where where he's like, he's talking to someone. He's like Albus Severus, and I just like first I laugh when I read that because I was like. That is so shite. Like, and yeah. I remember this tweet that was like, oh, um, you know, Harry Potter named his children like a fanatic of Harry Potter would name their children. <laughs> you know what I mean? Obsessed with his own mythos, obsessed yeah. with his own lore. I like. hate that. You know, I really, I thought that was so unrealistic and silly that the, all those characters would get together. And you then, want more mm. for them because you feel like you know them in that way as well. You're yeah, like, go I out mean, in the world. Here's my fantasy. And this world is supposed to be endless and magical. Like, it's so, it made it feel very insular in that the only people yeah. they could find to marry or to go out with were people who they'd just known all their lives. I think you I read a hot I mean? take about that where it was like a, that they all went through a war together so no one else could understand what they'd been through. Which is also like a take, I suppose. Like marry your fellow soldiers or whatever, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But also if yeah. I was Ron, I'd be big pissed if my best mate married my little sister. I'd be like, Get your hands off my child sister, you disgusting creep. Yeah, you yeah. like knew her when she was eight uh, and yeah. you were eleven. Stop yourself. Weird. Stop yeah. yourself. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Well, it was only a year difference, but like Oh, is there okay? Still, still yeah. Yeah, it's like they are peers, if you know what I mean, but it, it just didn't make any sense that it was. And it didn't was Rowling retcon kind of retcon Hermione and Ron a bit where she's like, oh, I'll probably divorce now? Did she not say that at some point? Did she not make a tweet? Well, in in the play, like Ron is a dumbass. Like oh. they changed yeah. Ron's character where he's just like this big fat idiot. It's like he's he trying just, to like you know. It's like he's like Mrs. George almost. He's trying to be George. He's trying to be both of the twins. He's like like runs a joke shop, doesn't he? It's something in like the play. He like he's always playing pranks on people. This ridiculous kind of like yeah. idiot. You know, like a, a really kind of exaggerated Homer Simpson like. There's, there's yeah. no way these two people could ever get together mm-hmm. because he there's something wrong with him and Hermione is just like <laughs> this really like the minister for magic and her dumb ass husband like do you know what I, mean? yeah. I really hate it it's very that. like American sitcom couple pairing yeah you know? yeah Where exactly like and like every, every yeah. one of Ron's lines in the play is just ridiculous whereas mm-hmm. like in the books and stuff He's complex. He's well-rounded. Do you know what I mean? He's you know he got. You could have gone down that route of like what happens when your best friend is the chosen one. 
Yeah, and like, she, do you really she, turn into a dumbass? She like she did do that in the final kind of books and that you know yeah. they get really pissed off with each other you know when they're in the tent together I think together they were getting pissed off with each other even as far back as the fifth one they were yeah, oh, yeah I think yeah. they were already starting or to fall out the four, yeah. yeah the fourth one as well when yeah. Harry becomes the champion like there is that jealousy there and there is yeah. that kind of I liked that mm. so the, the idea that they would just kind of all get married and happily ever after is absolutely ludicrous you know but what like, I mean but, there, but, but, herein, but herein lies that openness where it's mm. like and we're good with them we also the more we receive from Hermione, Ron and Harry the less we want we're okay. Mm. Leave them. This is the fucking not finishing thing. Yeah. Really. Leave them with us as they were, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please show us something new in this beautiful world. Yeah. Leave them at don't fucking ruin. Them. Okay, hilarious that the kid is called Scorpio. My favorite thing I've learned today. <laughs> My favorite. Like, that, that is the best thing I've ever heard. Yeah, Scorpius, yeah. whatever. Fucking amazing, right? Yeah, yeah, Brilliant. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's all I need. That's the, I like the idea of leaving it open-ended so we can imagine what mm. happens to them afterwards instead of being like, 19 years later, here's all the relationships, here's, you know, all this kind of stuff. I, I just, I, yeah. Show us some the more. Things, I normally things. love those endings and stuff. I love when a TV show ends and the last scene is like, here's where they all are 10 years later. You're mad at that. This is you, you're kind of I kind of did yeah. like it, but it was or just six, six a feet bit under too, or, uh, yeah. just no, a bit Alan. too predictable. It was, it was too neat. It was too. They're all yeah. they're all still in each other's lives to exactly the same amount as they were when they were yeah. teenagers, which just, just doesn't happen. But if you're no. going to so. if you're going to do that, then you have to address the fact that they all went through a violent war together and saw death. Yeah, like you can't just mm. be like and lol, you know what I mean? Like yeah. with Harry, you know that that's that. It, please, I'm sorry, that is what happened in the last one, right? That ever there was a big huge fight and lots of people. Like, the Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Battle, yeah. Yeah. So y'all, you, you were on the front line together. Mm. So and if you're all going to remain in each other's lives that comes with if you're going to actually be like a logical mm. fucking person who's like let's write them all into adulthood mm. yeah d- mm, like carry that carry that mm. don't just be like chapter end move on like continue your nuances I guess yeah. I don't know yeah. speaking I mean, of well adjusted people have been through a lot um, like Emma Watson Rupert Grint and Daniel Radcliffe are doing very well for child oh actors God, they are. Yeah. who did went through what they went through I think the reason that I can't watch the films is because I find them very hard to watch when they're children I find them just like it takes until the third film loud to English actually get children. Good. I'm I think I actually really enjoy the earlier ones, and I hated. I really hated. There's a particular scene in I think the fifth or the sixth one where Emma Watson says something like, "Because you've the emotional range of a teaspoon" or something like that, and mm. it's the worst delivered line I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And I think that's when the magic started to die for me. Is when I realized okay. like some of them they actually aren't fantastic actors or a kid. They're still kicking around, like, still and she I mean, does a lot of really. She her politics, like she's a, using her platform yeah. in a way that she frankly doesn't need to nope, she does not have to be doing the work she's doing absolutely. and she's fucking kicking it yeah. not really mad her as an actress you know yeah, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. I also don't have to be her work is yeah. you know what I mean like mm. there's lots of people for whom she is amazing I yeah. saw Daniel Radcliffe on Broadway last year oh with the horse yeah uh, no oh. uh, the new one uh, Lifespan of a Fact yeah. which is about him he plays a fact checker in a magazine it's like seven years to fact check an article yeah but they compress it into one weekend for the for the play yeah cool uh, it's based on a true story yeah is he good and so good, so funny. That's great. He is he's, a really, really funny, funny actor. He's really and funny. And even I remember and I feel bad the, in like *Angus Prisoner like, of Azkaban*, yeah. where he like I think it's a Cho Chang he gets a crush on. Uh, that's in the fifth one, yeah, or the is, fourth one. The fourth it? one, yeah. yeah. And he goes sail out for while his mouth is full of water and spits it all over I himself. Love that. Yeah. I was like, oh, he got really good all I, of a sudden. I, he's I feel very bad good for him. And that now. Harry was such a limited kind of character mm. that was just nothing. Well, we didn't see any of Daniel Radcliffe's actual personality in it. Whereas like Ron and Hermione had loads to play with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's that's the situation that came about with Kristen Stewart as well, where mm. she her big breakout role is Bella Swan, right? Yeah. Is that her name? I got to get the actress's name right. Bella, Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm okay. so 
I learned that the Helmsworths were Australian today. I am very bad. <laughs> I am so bad at this shit. Like, and yeah. uh, so what people's complaint with Christian Stewart with Twilight mm. was that, um, and that's a whole different situation. And I'm not, a, I, I am not about to shit on Twilight ever. Yeah. Like I, like that's a whole thing, uh, and or her. And I think that her treatment largely was due to the fact that Bella Swan is a blank is a blank slate. Yeah. And people were like, oh, she's shit. And it's like, no, she's playing a blank character, mm. and she's proven herself to be an incredibly talented amazing actress ever since yeah. but people are like I'm surprised I'm like no she was just playing a blank character well so yeah. chances are even though like child actors or children whatever I don't know like how acting works for them but as Radcliffe was coming up as Harry mm. he was given a blank and he kind of fancy yeah. had to separate himself from it as he got a bit older so all of his yeah. first stuff was all like very serious like Equus and like the woman in white woman in black sorry woman in white's the other one yeah um yeah, but he should be in lots more comedies. And in um, yeah, Extras, he was great as well. I It'll take a few years. Yeah. I love that. It'll yeah. take him a few years, I'd say, for him to be but allowed to, to, to do honest, that. I do actually, I, I separate him from Harry Potter. I, I, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I do view him as a person in his own right, mm. if you know what I mean. And I do with the other two as well. I mean, Rupert Grant really hasn't done that much since. Yeah. But Probably doesn't have to, man. If I had done no. a franchise oh, yeah, that yeah. long at that age, I'd be like, I live on an island, fuck you. I really like, loved him in Thunderpants. <laughs> no, I didn't. I've, oh, it's that amazing! It's, it's lovely. Aww. It's actually, it's actually quite a warm film. Aww. You know, I'm quite a, a, you know, he's he's such a kind of like an innocent child, the main character in it. Yeah, I really loved it. I really loved Thunderpants. But if I was a successful was child actor, I don't know if I'd keep doing it. Like yeah, I would just I mean, take the money and run. That whole thing yeah. with Mara Wilson, where she was kind of mm. just like, yeah, do you know what? It was weird. I was yeah. actually yeah. And just, beca- a- just become a shit poster. Yeah, a yeah. really like, good one. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the greats. I, I yeah, yeah. was at a thing. She did a voice in Night Vale, uh, um, for a while. Welcome to Night Vale, and mm. I was a photographer at their first live show. There you go, weird trivia, and in a bookshop that I used to work in, mm. and she played a character called the woman with no face who lives in your home in the corner or something like that? on the ceiling. On oh, the ceiling, yeah, uh, and. Uh, I was taking photos of the cast backstage in the bookshop, you know, in the back room, the bookshop, yeah, yeah. and there was one real nervous girl there who wasn't kind of really enjoying like the backstage bit or whatever. Yeah. And I was chatting away to her, whatever. She wasn't really that warm. That's fine. Well, and then, then I leave, mm. and Carrie's like, "That was fucking Matilda," and I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't even know. Jesus, I didn't. Mm. I, I, I was just talking to her like anybody. Mm. Like she probably didn't want to talk to anyone because she probably people probably treat her really weirdly because she's yeah. like Matilda. And then that was in two thousand and fucking. 12 or 13 like and then she became gas Mara Wilson of the internet where mm. she's this like she's amazing she's like yeah. she's so wonderful yeah but I think her whole thing is that acting for her was a hobby yeah. and it yeah. wasn't like her life again I think we talked about this before a bit the Stranger Things kids mm. like that will be interesting and probably sadder than it already is in the future right. like whoever was the handler say for mm-hmm. Harry or Daniel Dan and Rogers, fucking yeah. the gang yeah. did a really good job at protecting them. Like yeah. even if you look at red carpets that they attended during that huge time, mm. they look like fucking children. Yeah, they are. I children. think his parents weren't showbiz parents. I think he it go. was yeah. actually like an accidental casting. He kind yeah. of he and was that's found. They were like, we don't want this to impact his life too much. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So they had. I think he still went to school for like the first two or something like yeah, that wow. I think yeah it's I wild. mean he still went to regular school for quite a long time and all that kind of stuff but so. they weren't exploited and I feel no. like uh, Emma Watson went like extremely quick woke like she's yeah. a fucking smart woman mm. yeah. and she will snap back at people when they try to Did objectify she like her a first in Cambridge or Oxford or something I feel like well. yeah something bananas yeah. like that she's got an yeah. amazing degree and um, I think about the Stranger Things kids and yeah. I wonder who's protecting them 
and that's that phenomenon's huge too. Obviously. The Glee kids, I remember at the time yeah. there was like an Oprah special on like what they're about Glee basically, and it was showing what their day was like. Yeah, I remember watching it going. I have a feeling one of these kids is going to die in a couple of years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it happened. it happened. Like, it was because yeah. they were like rehearsing, dancing, singing, recording vocals, acting every day. They were yeah. doing all this stuff. It was like, these was kids were pushed so it? hard. Yeah. They were yeah. Kind of, the thing is, know? I don't think that the Stranger Things kids are being physically worked that hard, but no. I do think the way that culture operates now doesn't permit children to be children. I yeah. Think, I think if I, Twitter had been around for at least Sarah once Harry a Potter, day, I worry about Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. At least once a day. And it, easily the same thing could have happened to Emma Watson. Yeah. And didn't. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, there was loads of kind of worrying narratives. Do you remember that thing with the son where when she turned 16? Yeah, all the mm. countdown clocks and stuff. Shit. And all that like, stuff. Same fucking, with the Olsen twins. Yeah. Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. But she fucking knows that now. And she's oh, like, yeah. no, fuck oh, yeah, yeah. Like, she's yeah, yeah. amazing. Like, mm. I respect the shit out of her, man. Again, not my favorite actor, but yeah, as an same. activist, I'm like, yeah. get it. You know, <laughs> good woman. Yeah, yeah. They're always so, all very clever people. Yeah. Well, this is it. So they came through fucking Hogwarts, you know. <laughs> so like the legacy yeah. of it and the outside orchestration of it is almost as fascinating as the stories itself. Yes. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, again, we won't see the like again. I just don't think. I don't think so either. I think no. even Stranger Things is going to have its day. You know, even though it's a it's yeah, a series and they can do it until they're old and adults and all that kind of stuff. I don't think it's it's there's nowhere near the same impact even though it's amazing and it I is. love Stranger Things it's fantastic it's probably, you know I, I, I don't know if it's better than Harry Potter but you know what I mean I, I really really enjoyed it mm. it appeals to me in a very similar yeah. way yeah yeah mm. and exactly. as, a, as an art as, as <laughs> I'm going to call myself an art yeah. practitioner I should be shot <laughs> as a writer I find it aesthetically very pleasing I'm like ah this is this is my bullshit this is exactly the kind of work I want to make and, yes yeah um, I uh I, I, but again, it's not the same scale. We're talking about Star Wars. We're talking about Harry Potter. Like those are yeah. landmarks yeah. in culture. Um, and again, and uh, I think we will have small, like Hunger Games is fucking huge. But we're not all here wondering what district we're from. We're not all here wondering no. like what we would have, like what, who I like, who would I have personally murdered with my bare hands yeah. in the fucking Thunderdome do you know yeah. what I mean we're not placing ourselves as intimately in that world that world's less forgiving that world isn't fun mm. there's a utopia about Hogwarts and a safety yes because if Harry could be pulled out of such a dangerous environment as a child and in such, in such a horrible place like cartoonishly rolled doll grade Charlie and the Chocolate Factory almost you know mm. oh yeah yeah it's exactly, the same yeah. it's the same structure but they're exaggerated kind of things like, we all like to think when we're kids because our parents are maybe strict or they tell us no sometimes that they're monsters do you know what I mean mm. like, the Dursleys are that they're the kind of like and you know obviously I was a middle child Dudley Dursley was like you know, we we all like to think there's favourites in our family when mm. we're kids as well. Like, you know, there's kind of those kind of things that it really cleverly kind of hits those kind of anxieties and and emotional beats. Emo- yeah, yeah. That, that that kids have that all kids have. It's very true. It's absolute. And again, I I know the the legend of Rowling's endless list of uh, rejections for it. Yeah. Like there's a lot of lore around it, but the books themselves are lore. Yeah. They are you can strip them back to these ancient storytelling techniques like yeah. the orphan mm. and like that is why they're powerful not because she did it first but because she did it the best yeah you you know? can, I mean you can kind of see it this is only tangentially related but it's occurred to me like the whole read another book thing like it is almost like the formation of like a new 
John. Like mythos. Almost. Mythos, yes, yes. And I wonder if like back in like Bible times people, when people were talking about Jesus people were like, we need another fucking book. <laughs> like we know Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Like there's other we books. No, come on. There's Gnostic, read the Gnostics, okay, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You know? Read another book. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. It's I don't know if the what the next read another book will be because all mm. the books that people like fucking Da Vinci Code, Gone Girl, the big ones, people read yeah. them for a year then they fuck off. But mm. Harry Potter lingers and holds mm. and every time I fucking walk into pennies they're trying to sell me some more fucking pajamas and I'm like I already have them yeah Stop. but I wonder is there something that has been written that'll just come up again you know like Lord of the Rings when mm. it became a film can't, series you can't sell Lord of the Rings in the same way that you can sell Hogwarts yeah because Lord of the Rings is when you sit down to read it hard and boring yeah it is like, are you an elf or a hobbit or a human you're like well I'm a and human here is I guess a <laughs> yeah. bunch of thousands of pages for you to parse that was actually Lord of the Rings was the other thing I read Studying for my leaving search, it was yeah. Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings were the two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, Lord of the Rings was like, okay, I, I need to finish this. Whereas Harry Potter was like done in like five nights. Mm, Whip through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got yeah because I got a I got a beautifully illustrated copy of The Hobbit mm. uh, for Christmas one year, and I couldn't I just couldn't <laughs> read it. Like because like there's like five chapters at the start where like all the fucking you know all the dwarves come into his house yeah. and they just won't leave and mm-hmm. the whole thing I was just like I'm so bored you yeah. know what I mean I, I thought I would get Lord of the Potter. Rings is not commercial fiction no I mean no. he sleeps through the, the battle in the actual book of the Hobbit he gets oh, like same. he gets knocked out and he wakes up and the battle's over it's like okay goals yeah <laughs> but I uh but yeah, Lord of the Rings is not commercial fiction, both because it's from a different time mm. and the films were commercial, certainly, mm. yeah. but the fiction isn't. It's not, it's oblique and it's difficult. Yeah. In the way that even Game of Thrones isn't. Game of Thrones is wicked like fucking, I like fucking, it, it's, 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 um what's that writer I'm trying to think of? Um, writers, Joanna Trollope. It's just fluff. It's just mm. like fucking murdery, dragony, sexy times. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. commercial fiction. It's like Daniel Steele for neckbeards. Yeah, yeah, it 100% is and <laughs> yeah. it needs an edit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't enjoy it largely. And um, watch the first series, got real like fucked off at all the murdering, gratuitous mm. killing. was like, I'm actually good, thank you. But um, it's not. For, it's, it's also just not for me, it's for other people. But mm. Lord of the Rings isn't commercial. Yeah. However, because of its scale in culture, we equate it to Harry Potter. Yeah. Though in terms of text, the two could not be fucking for it. They're both adventure stories. Yeah, but they're both adventure stories that are told in completely different, full of detail, yeah. full of world, uh-huh. full of different like magical creatures and magical shit. Yeah, one is for children, the other is not. Yes, mm. yeah, yeah. One yeah. is for the public, like at large. One is commercial fiction; the mm. other is literally high fantasy. Mm. I think Thrones falls somewhere in the mix, mm-hmm. near on the commercial side. Yeah, because of how the voice that it's written in it clips along. Um. But I think we end up equating those two things that are super... Dis- and, and you give them to a kid like, oh, well, you like Harry Potter, you should like Lord of the Rings. Like, mm. I'm fucking 12, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, literally yeah, exactly. won't. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't enjoy Lord of the Rings when yeah. I was a kid. Like, mm. yeah. No, you're not meant to. Exactly. You're, you're not meant to. <laughs> exactly. You know? But there were two things that came out when I was a child. You know what I mean? Like, the, mm. that, that kind of time. The yeah, films yeah. are great though. The first, that fucking Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, is, amazing. Oh, it slaps. Mm. It's yeah. so good. It slaps. It really does. <laughs> it really does. It's so good. Yeah. You know what's really bad about it? No fucking women. But like, oh, whatever. Gone, Could gone. be. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. No, no fucking chance. <laughs> like, eight dudes in the Fellowship. <laughs> it's all good. Whatever. Mm. Yeah. But it's, otherwise, it was, I remember seeing it. I think I went to see that in the film, like, in the cinema, like, six fucking times. Oh, yeah. We, like, all booked it out as a group. Yeah. For, like, one of the first weeks. Like, we were in, like, Fifth year, sixth year when that came out. Music. Yeah, the music, man, the music. Actually, the music. Mary Potter is very, very good as well. It is. Mm. That, I don't know. I, I loved the early movies when you know you had that kind of wonderful, kind of peppy music. Mm. Yeah, you know, Christmas time and all that kind of stuff, and it made it so. Were magical. they Christmas movies? Yeah. 
I think the first one's a Christmas movie. It's the first one Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I think it is. It, loads of it is about not about Christmas. It's not about Christmas. <laughs> Yo, getting your Hogwarts setter is like a spiritual Christmas, right? It is. Like, like it is. And there's a big dinner and there's a big all dinner and yeah, it's lovely. You know yeah. what I mean? It I is should watch it. And it's about for It's about finding new families, I guess, as well. That's exactly so, what it is. Yeah. yeah, but lots of there's lots of snow in it. There's lots of you know it's it is mm. beautiful. You know, mm. I, yeah. I love those. I I think I suppose for me as well. I didn't really like the later movies. Uh, with the exception of the fifth one because uh, not because of the music but because of that kind of lighter tone mm. in the, the earlier ones I loved that and I think that really appeals to kids and all that kind of stuff when they started getting dark you know it's not as much, it's not as much fun anymore do you know what I mean yeah. it's, the humour is gone and it's serious people are dying and everyone's traumatised yeah you know? when I think when a lot, I've, I've only seen the first four films but I knew I definitely wasn't going to see the last ones when they split the last one into two Yeah, because the last book was already too long Oh, they dragged the arse out. So that's not 300 you know. pages where they go camping. Oh, cash yeah. Money, like my friends, cash money. Yeah. Exactly. I, I went to Midnight Opening for that, for the last one. Yeah. Oh, actually, I, because I was like 23, we were at a gig and we left the gig to go to Waterstones in Cork and then came back and saw the encore after we got the book. That's iconic. I was like, we're adults. We're good adults. <laughs> good adults. I think the only Midnight Opening I ever went to was for the Wii. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Wii the game on Dawson Street and I remember seeing other people doing the Harry Potter like and like mm. bookshops in town still have Harry mm. Potter events like I literally was on a panel at a Harry Potter convention I yeah. hosted two panels um, oh tell us more about that uh, no oh. <laughs> it was super weird yeah. well, no, but the panels were great it was fantastic it was, yeah. Potter, it was uh, Leaky Con but I felt very out of place um, right. because I don't love it that way oh yeah. like I and mean I cannot be a grown woman in a school uniform in public mm. <laughs> I cannot do that I, I, do, I, do I love the wholesomeness of dressing up and doing that kind of thing I love that I like that know? other people do it yeah it makes my skin come off my body if I have to think of myself doing it oh right okay mm. like, oh no I'd be all up for that I, I, would, I would bleach my hair and be Draco Malfoy for the day <laughs> I, I people are the commitment shit, like, is beautiful and the yeah. costumes are fantastic mm. it is not me and yeah. I, I working, and I was going to work as well. I was going to host panels and be okay. be like a, a a grown a grown up, and not have fun there. The fun that people are having was beautiful. Yeah, it was just a very clear marker that I don't. Again, I love it. It belongs to me. There, like we were saying earlier, it belongs to all of us. Yeah, but it doesn't belong to me in that way. Yeah, I don't because when I did, I did a quiz there recently, and I. I love being part of that. And I love mm. coming up with questions that people would, would kind of scratch their heads off and be like, oh, I know this. You yeah. know, that kind of way. Uh, and one of the guys reading out the questions uh, had obviously never seen the films, right? And was like, what's it? Because we we're doing a spelling round where you know all the spells, right? <gasps> all and the big I, long Latin ones. Yeah. Oh my God. And I, I read this book uh, that was like behind the scenes of Harry Potter when I was a kid and it was all the spells and it tells you what they are and I learned them all off and all that kind of Deadly. stuff. So we can up like really kind of uh, like hard ones if you know what I mean but then the guy reading out the question has never seen Harry, you know Harry, Harry Potter or whatever and was like uh, what's what's the name for the levitation spell or whatever and obviously everyone knows that right but he's reading out the answers and he goes uh, Wingadium Levi- <laughs> and the scream <laughs> out of the crowd they're all just like no <laughs> like, I was just like even I was like you are fired <laughs> you had one job no one job like, the most iconic spell of the whole fucking thing <laughs> like <laughs> I think they still do it every year man you should hit them up run the shit out of that quiz oh, like sure. make that I happen love, you know I love so a lot of expensive a lot of expensive capes was my take Okay. A real high <laughs> quality cosplay. Oh, there were people dressed as like Newt's commander and like, 
you know, real kind of obscure people as yeah. well, which I really, really love. There's a few Dobbies, Aww. you know, that kind of thing. I really, really <laughs> like that. a tea towel. Yeah. <laughs> just tea towelling around. Just a line cloth, you know. <laughs> I have a jar of like three weeks. Here's my tea towel. This is my freedom sock. <laughs> 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 I don't know like yeah I, 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 I don't know a part of it is, is maybe me growing older and my fandom for things becoming a quieter part of my life and that when yeah. I go to things like this I just feel like I can't express that in that way you know? okay, that could yeah. be my again so much of this is me just being really socially awkward yeah because I, mean, I never really understood Trekkies and stuff like that until I did the Harry Potter stuff yeah and was like, okay, that that is my Star Trek. You know what That's I mean? Cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. you know, it is cool. It you know, is. and I, I think we make fun of those people a lot. And it's like, mm. well, you're adults. What are you doing? It's like, no, I just really love this one thing. Can I have it? No, please? I think yeah. You know? the, when you discover the thing that you're willing to dress up for, that's your thing. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, that's yeah, how yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't know if I've like Harry Potter is not your your thing. I adore yeah. it, you know? but it's not me. That's you, you'd, you'd, it, that's not. But me. you would wear like a Dana Scully suit to something. Yeah, like right? on Tuesdays, Jenny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I've, yeah, I've never. Mm, yeah, that's a really. I'll actually have a think about that. Though, what mm. would you? What dress would up you dress as? up for? Would you? Well, dress... Who would you go and cosplay as? Because I yeah. can't. Uh, co- co- some of this could be getting older and just getting more self conscious mm. in the world. Mm. Um, a couple of years ago, I probably would have been very quick to say Scully, but I don't know what an X-Files convention would feel like. I don't know if that, that's hostile ground. You know, mm. there was mm. a lot of love and a lot of safety and good vibes at the the Geekon. I will say, everyone seemed to be having a lovely time and yeah. that environment of mutual agreement again that is not me I cannot be a grown up in a school yeah. uniform I'm sorry mm. but there was something truly like warming yeah. about everyone being happy to see each other i.e. happy to see other people who are in on that secret mm. yeah. in that same way and finding people who had maybe similar childhoods to you mm. or similar you know mm. we were all kind of misfits kids or we were do you know what I mean it was something that kind of gave us a little bit of comfort not that I had a terrible school time or whatever but it was like I've, if I think about my primary school classes very few people I would have really gotten on with or really been friends with I suppose so it was nice to see other people who I thought okay you were probably quite a lonely child as well and you mm. had this thing that you could escape into and this world you could get into and here you know? we are so it is, yeah. yeah so it is lovely to see you finding your you you find your people in, absolutely in that kind of and it's watching you know? people find their people but there will they're in a, but if you're like i said in, in a bystander capacity yeah. there is that small heartbreak of going oh they're not my people but they're each other's people yeah okay and yeah, that yeah, has yeah. to be something you know that has to be something it has to be enough yeah. And uh, yeah, so it was a fascinating experience and a weird day. Mm. And because uh, I know that I don't, like I said, I've, I'm, I I love Hogwarts up to a point, literally, literally up to a point. Mm. Um, and entering a world of totality like that was like, huh, this is, mm. this is fascinating, mm. you know. And again, like Star Trek, like all these pockets of love and like these stories and m- contemporary mythologies that people tell themselves as a means of fumbling through this garbage hell matrix world. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I don't know what mine is, and maybe mm. I'll find it someday. But um, I think it was. Uh, I'm glad I was there. How do you feel about Harry Potter weddings? I'm really, really glad that they exist because I think people should be allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like I ha- have, have, have your fucking wedding. I think the more guys, personal, your, you know? the more personal your wedding is, the better. To be honest. Oh yeah. Like you have, know, have I'd, the wedding I'd you not need. Mad on making everybody else dress up, but if you want to have like Harry Potter cake and like 
Yeah. yeah. And Guardian Leviosa rings onto each other's fingers. <laughs> and everyone raise their then, wands and yeah. all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Go for it. Yeah. The, the, the world is on fire. I guess maybe my brain is just broken from internet and like... Like irony being, poisoning. I maybe actually just have the problem here is I the problem is me <laughs> irony poisoning. I'm just like okay, but I think that express that shared love. Mm, yeah, is that shared understanding? If you can fall in love with somebody who gets the shit that you get to the extent mm. that the day that you guys are like doing the legal thing yeah. is themed around that, that is actually so great. I personally. I didn't even have a wedding. I got married in private. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is my nightmare. But I'm glad it exists. Yeah. And I think for, we were talking a bit about the stage of stages of wokeness in the early, in the episode we recorded earlier today. Yeah, yeah. Like the things you know, the things you don't know. And the things that I'm learning at the moment are like, love it. Not for me. Mm. And mm. Uh, I I think themed weddings are bomb. Didn't have one. Wouldn't yeah. have one. But if like, anyone out there um, would like to marry me. Oh! <laughs> have, have a Harry Potter themed wedding. My DMs are open. This is the moment. This is the moment. This is, about, this is the <laughs> only reason I'm on this. Podcast. It's a perfect place. That's a perfect, perfect place to end. Place to leave it. Thank you so Please much for coming DM in and getting Michael. it. Just. Please DM. Make it happen. I'm Let this be the moment. Five on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love this. It was, yeah, it was really nice to kind of revisit something that's very personal to me. Yeah. I guess. And Thank you yeah, for coming. Nice. This so is fucking fun. great. Do you have anything to promote? Thank you. Just my Twitter, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I'm at Big Dirty Fry on Twitter. I also have a YouTube. Um, but I do kind of funny videos and stuff. But there's more coming. And yeah, just keep an eye out. But yeah, I had a great time, guys. Thank Thanks you for coming. Thank you so much for coming. Cheers. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, we're back. Hi, we're back. Thank you again to Michael Fry. For taking us to the Wizard Yeah, the creator of Derry London Derry. I didn't. I. I. It, when you first told me he was coming, you had to explain to me that, and I was like, "That's some of the funniest shit I've seen online <laughs> in a long time." Yeah. So it was a real pleasure to have him. The chats were really, really good. Mm-hmm. He is a very lovely man. Yeah, um, total speedy. Yeah. So let's do the thank yous and the the admin, I yeah. guess. Uh, thanks, Dee McDonald, for artwork. Your work is stunning, Dee. Thank you for drawing yeah. it for us. Thank you to Brian with no second name for producing this episode. Oh, wonderful, Brian. Thank you for yeah. all your hard work and putting up with us. Thank you to Headstuff for having us and for, for having so this long. lovely studio. For so many years. We're yeah. like one of the oldest original podcasts on the Headstuff Network. So it's really lovely to be here under this cool wee roof with y'all for yeah. so long. So thank you for reminding us. Some of our like neighbour Headstuff podcasts that you should listen to are include Words to That Effect, which is an excellent like podcast about interesting things that's like super well produced and like this is the highest compliment I can pay it it sounds like an American podcast that you'd read about oh you know yeah it's very very good season three has just started um I enjoyed a lot I learned a lot from it so I also think you should listen to Tara Noya because Mm -hmm. Tara Flynn is a national treasure and if you enjoy Blind Boy then there is no reason that you should not be listening to the intimate and dulcet and tender chats that Tara Flynn has on Taranoia. I think uh, I think she, it's terrific and she's terrific and you should listen to her. Tara is the best. Mm-hmm. It's a great Amazing. podcast. Um, follow us on all the social media things. Basically, if you search for Juvenalia, we pop up. Especially the Facebook. Nobody, the Facebook page, like their algorithm just doesn't work anymore. I haven't used Facebook properly in about three years. Yeah, there's a page there. I mean, you can like it if you want, but I mean... The, the other ones are better. It's, yeah. it's, it's going down. But yeah. we are on Twitter, all of us. Yeah. Uh, Alan and Ellen and me. And you should come and hang out with us there. Um, we're very benevolent. 
And if you're looking for <laughs> if you're looking for sanctuary in the burning hell matrix of the internet, you should probably follow Alan McGuire and Alan Tannum. And <laughs> um, Sarah Marie I'm okay. I'm a bit I'm a bit spikier. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, these are two of the best humans the Irish internet has to offer, and I think you should follow them and listen to them because they're fucking great. Um, also, uh, follow Headstuff, follow the Juvenile account. We'll keep you posted on live shows and um, upcoming episodes. There you go. So that's it. We will see you again in two weeks mm. with to be confirmed. confirmed, I guess. We yeah. don't know. We haven't recorded it yet. So Soon. that'll be good. You should follow us on social media to find out when we do. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye.